Hello and welcome to the Midweeks with Pastor Rob. Today I'm going to start doing something a little bit differently. I want to do a short series covering church history. Um, Usually when we get together here, I just share something out of the scripture, which I really, really enjoy, and I hope that you're encouraged by it. But there has been this desire in my heart to share with the church and kind of an overview of church history. Uh, Church history is a really neglected part of being a Christian in the West. Most people just have really no idea how we got here. We know that it's been about 2,000 years from when Jesus was raised from the dead until today. We know that happened somewhere in the Middle East, but that time between the apostles going out and preaching the gospel to how we got here, and in my particular instance, how I got here in the middle of Canada in a continent that people didn't even know about back then, we just have often no clue or very little clue. And so I personally, though I'm not a great historian, I have an interest in church history because I, I kind of want to get it. I want to know this is my family's history, right? And this is this is what God has been up to since the end of the New Testament. What has he been doing in the world? Church history is a history of what God has been doing. And so I'm interested in this stuff and I have had a desire to share it with you. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this book called uh, Turning Points by Mark Knoll. He's a Christian church historian, Christian historian, and he wrote this book years ago, and I read it when I was in university, and I found it really, really helpful for giving an overview of church history. And the turning points are major events in church history that kind of redirected things or reformulized things or sent the church off in a direction that was really going to impact the world. So I'm going to use that book, and I'm going to be kind of sharing out of what I learned from that book um, throughout these these talks. And so I just want to give credit where credit is due. And if you're interested in reading that book, you can definitely check it out. It's got, going to have a lot more information than what I share. I'm just here to give a really big overview of it. All right. So let's start with a bit of a summary. And let's just start by talking about the apostolic age. Okay. So the apostolic age is that time in between when Jesus um, came back from the dead and sent the Spirit on Pentecost and about when the New Testament is closing, about when the temple is destroyed. And church history in that age is kind of summarized by a few different things. There's the movement from Jerusalem outwards into the Gentile world, and then trying to figure out um, how Gentiles get saved and how Gentiles and Jews are meant to live together. Those are kind of the big questions for the church in that age as you read through the book of Acts. Uh, Christianity starts off as a very Jewish thing. All the believers are Jewish. Um, The Pentecost happens in Jerusalem, and the early church is born in Jerusalem. And the church is figuring out its life in its early days really centered around Jerusalem and even visiting the temple. You know, you may remember from the book of Acts that A lot of the troubles that happen in the early days of the church happen because the apostles are going to the temple and they're preaching or healing and people don't like it. And the church begins to spread in a major way after some persecutions. I believe it's James is killed and the church disperses and they go to different places. They go to Antioch, they go to Samaria and they start figuring out, okay, as we preach the gospel, 
people who aren't Jews are turning to Jesus. The Samaritans are coming to Jesus. Unbelievers, you know, um, Cornelius gets saved. That's that whole episode there as Peter is sent by the Holy Spirit, by God, to go and preach to Cornelius, and the Spirit falls on them. And they're trying to figure out, they've got to figure out, okay, what's, what's happening here? These non-Jewish people are turning to the Lord and getting filled with the Spirit of God. And so one of the big questions for the early church was, what do Gentiles have to do to be saved? And there was a big group of people who said, if they want to be saved, they have to become Jews. They have to get circumcised. They have to start living the life the way we do. And the apostles really responded strongly against it. Peter had a bit of a flub there we learn about in Galatians. But the apostle Paul in particular says, no, we're saved by faith in Jesus And the fact that we're saved by Jesus is shown by the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so faith in Christ and the gift of the Holy Spirit are the proof that someone is saved in Jesus alone without needing to become a Jew. And that's kind of the big tension there for the inside of the church. And then how do they relate together? Do people have to become Gentiles in order to become Christians? Do Jews have to give up all their Jewish ways in order to become Christians? And the answer is no. Um, And we can figure this out together as long as we're not saying that someone needs anything besides Jesus to be saved. Then we're good. Well, the other thing that happens is there's lots of resistance from the Gentiles, whether it's from the Greeks or the Romans. There's lots of resistance as the church is spreading outwards and calling people to repent of worshiping idols. There's resistance there. And so that's the other side of what the church was dealing with. And so there's kind of these um, inward controversies about who can be saved and what do you need to be saved and Jews and Gentiles together. And then there's the outward conflict of proceeding in the gospel in the outside world. And so sometimes the the Gentiles will, you know, attack the apostles, cause riots around the apostles, um, get, get, have the apostle Paul arrested. That was a Jewish thing, but you know, he's going from there to testify to Gentile leaders. And so the book of Acts ends with the apostle Paul waiting, imprisoned in Rome, waiting to have his audience with Caesar. And sometime in the midst of all this stuff, um, there's a huge rebellion in Jerusalem against the Roman authorities, and Rome sends some of its generals, and the generals, after years of fight, they destroy Jerusalem, and they destroy the temple. And so this, this center point of Jewish faith, as well as Christian faith, is removed. And that really brings an end to this apostolic age, or it, it coincides with it. The My understanding is that there aren't any biblical books written after that time. There might be, maybe, the, maybe um, the revelation happens around or just after that time, but I actually think that the revelation is prophesying the destruction of Jerusalem in it. Anyhow, there's some debate about this stuff, but this is kind of the first phase of church history is the gospel and the apostolic message and the apostolic ministry coming out of Jerusalem, interacting with the Gentile world by grace and by faith in Jesus and meeting its initial resistance to uh, from Gentiles and Jewish people alike. Okay, so that's the first phase of church history. The next phase we're going to look at is what happens in church life once that center point around Jerusalem evaporates. What does the church do as it's expanding and growing in a 
in a Gentile and Roman context, which is frequently hostile and even violently hostile, what does it look to in order to define itself as God is moving the church forward through history? Have a great day.